Hi, I'm Spencer. And I'm Blake. Welcome to Weekly Jump, presented as part of the Geekly Grind Podcast Network. This is our weekly episode reviewing first impressions of newer anime and manga titles. Let's jump in. And we are back with uh, normal episodes. Man, It's I feel like it's been a minute again since we did this. And, yeah, uh, uh, you know, we had an unexpected because <laughs> uh, you were sick and then I, you know, we were busy and we just we didn't mean to do a re-release, but we had to. Yeah. So uh, if if you're wondering, um, we we did we did read a thing and we did watch a thing. Um, for me, it was yeah. a little while ago. Um, and uh, the other thing is that I, I still haven't gotten any entries in for this giveaway. So um, I'm going to oh. be changing it up um, for this giveaway. Uh, specifically, I have a mystery prize that you're going to get if you also enter into this. Um, and so uh, send in the keyword mystery prize. And uh, you're going to get some things. And I, I I, might just end up doing this in the future where it's just like, if you want to be in for a giveaway, just let me know that you want to be in for the giveaway. And the first key phrase is going to be mystery prize. And let's let's see what goes on. Um, sure. So let's go into our, our page flips first. Uh, we are going to apparently have a bonus thing that we're going to talk about in between, but um, yeah, first I don't thing, want to like go into it very deeply, but I figured we would bear mentioning. Yeah, the first thing that we're going to be doing is our page flips, which is going to be uh, Bakuman. Um, and this one is, this is, this is legitimately one of my favorite manga that I've read that is not shonen. Um, yeah, can I, can I get on my soapbox before we get into anything? Oh God, here we go. Hold on, let me get it out of the closet where I hit it real quick. Yeah. Okay, let me. I, I set it up for you. Um, is it stable? Yeah, it's it's not covered in dust anymore. But there might be spiders. Right. I have a a small soapbox for our screen time, which is uh, that this is a reminder. This is a comedy show. This is not how relationships should actually function. My soapbox for Bakuman is that the second chapter spends an inordinate amount of time talking about how girls should be second class citizens. Yeah, that does happen. This is a. This is a Japanese cultural difference, and I think that there are some cultural differences that are interesting and worth note, and there are some cultural differences that are worth criticism, and this is one. Uh, they spend a lot of time talking about a girl that that is a key focus in this story is smart because she acts dumber than she is because men would be disinterested by a girl that appears to be too smart, and this is a very patriarchal misogynist approach to the world that I do believe is still relatively prevalent in Japanese society because it shows up in a lot of this media. But uh, you know, it's not, it's not cool to think that girls are or should be dumber than men. Uh, Many women are much smarter than many men. And that is just how it works because uh, there, there really isn't that, that big of a difference in how our bodies function. We have, you know, some hormonal differences, but for the most part, we are, basically functioning in exactly the same ways and i don't know in my life i am i've been surrounded by extremely intelligent competent capable women i know that's true for you spencer and uh this is just a really regressive societal attitude that is not entirely removed from our society and absolutely should be 
so that's a it, that was a bit rough. I thought that this, you know, spoiler alert. I thought Bakuman was great, but that second chapter was a real downer. Yeah, and it was because of really fucked up gender politics that are unfortunately a cultural difference that it absolutely deserved to be called out. Yeah. Well, Bakuman, if you don't know, uh, it, it ran from August of 2008 to April of 2012. So it is a finished manga. It's a good run. Um, it's 176 chapters. Um, and it is in, it is, it is very, very interesting in a way that, uh, gives us a, a kind of sneak peek into what it is to become a manga artist. And it also gives you a, a sneak peek into um, a a teenager's perspective from kind of both ends of the spectrum. So you have you have two characters that are going to be like your your main your main protagonists. Um, and I am I am definitely going to uh, murder these. Um, no, you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um uh I think it's Moritaka Mashiro is going to be the main character. Um and then he is going to be teamed up with uh Akito Tagaki. Uh, um and uh the these two characters are going to form uh the form of um a a manga team. Um uh Tadaki has uh Takaki um, has a store. Um, <laughs> he has, he has a lot of stories that he wants to turn into, um, manga and he wants, uh, Mashiro to be his, his manga creator. And what's really interesting. Oh yeah. His, his artist. Um, and what's really interesting about this is that this is almost a a like a fun representation of the creators of the manga series um yeah which is uh i think it's sugumi um oba and uh takishi obata um and they were the creative team that made death note as well um and i think they also did platinum end which is a series i'm still reading yeah and it's it's really interesting to watch two creators talk about how two creators meet up in a fun way. Um, yeah. And the other thing that it gives you a perspective of from this, like the teenage years, I think I started to say this before, is one is a super jaded asshole. <laughs> <laughs> and one of them is like hyper optimistic fun guy. Um, so I wouldn't our, call him a jaded asshole, but he can be a little rude. Okay, sure. I, I like, think asshole might be like a little. It might be implying a little bit more intentionality. To yeah, him. he's he's a like he does not have great tendencies. Um, but at, at the end of this day, uh, at the end of the day, that the first two chapters give you a um, a sneak peek into them, like starting to break into the field and start to figure out what it is to become a manga, like a manga team of creators and how it, a really interesting look at what happens when you mesh two people's lives together, um, even though they might not work well. So it's like, it's, it's that joy of watching two people start a relationship um, but yeah. the fun thing about it is that you're watching two people start a relationship that is a work relationship instead of a romantic relationship, which is also super interesting to watch. 
especially in yeah. like a Japanese cultural perspective. Well, and, and it's a creative relationship, which is a, a sort of unique working environment as well. Yeah. Um, and so I would give this, I would give this a definitely uh, jump in. You should definitely read this one. Um, it, it will give you a lot of really cool perspective. Um, it is, it is not the, the sheer unbridled joy that, um, that, that was uh, keep your hands off of Isekin. Um, yeah. But uh, it is, it is definitely a fun ride of a manga for sure. That's interesting that you bring that up. I hadn't thought of that. So uh, one thing I wanted to say is that something they have in these first chapters is that the main character is the more broody artistic one. And not, well, I guess they're both artistic, but the the actual like art artist, like the drawer, um, whereas the, the optimist is the writer. And one interesting thing is that he, the artist is reluctant to do this. And I, I think that when done correctly, a reluctant hero discovering a passion for the thing that he was initially reluctant for is really fun. And this is a really good version of that. Like yeah. by the end of the first or by the end of the third chapter, you feel that he has bought in, in a way that felt organic and satisfying and even cathartic. And I, I thought this was great. Um, I think it's totally worth reading. Obviously, we just read the first three. I thought that the second chapter was a bit of a mess for cultural reasons, but the the story around that unfortunate bit was uh, still working. And I think that it seems really interesting. It's also uh, a totally different type of story. You know, I, I don't know how slice of lifey this is going to be, but I felt like, you know, one of the reasons I don't like slice of life is that... It, it is often sort of just like vignettes and you're just kind of like, there's not like a plot. There's not a clear pro- plot progression and there's not a clear like um, momentum behind the things that are happening because the story is about dwelling on kind of everyday occurrences and not like something that is building. Bakuman is something that's building, but it is not your traditional shonen that is building in power levels and combat. And so I think that's really interesting and intriguing. And I'm, I'm definitely curious to see more of this. Um, also the death note team, uh, you know, death note was a good story. This is a, a really different vibe, but uh, their art is so good. And oh yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. This is great. I would say um, since you brought up, uh, keep your hands off Azuken, I think that that is probably a spiritual successor to this almost certainly unofficially. But Bakuman, to me, seems to be about uh, the creative process of creating an, a manga series. And I I think my experience with Keep Your Hands Off Azuken is that it is about the imaginative process of creating. And so Bakuman, I think, is much more going to be the, the sort of drama that comes from the trials and tribulations of trying to get a creative thing off the ground and trying to make it successful. Whereas keep your hands off. Azuken is about the sort of whimsy of bringing an imagination to life. And it utilizes the format of anime to do that in a real visual medium. Whereas Bakuman, I think is a little bit more of a narrative story. Yeah. 
Um, so uh, before we go into our normal screen time, we have a, a quick bonus, which is that we were previously on an episode of uh, Anime Out of Context where we talked about this show. Um, if you want a more in-depth uh, feeling of exactly how we felt about it, go listen to that Anime Out of Context episode. They are some of the best in our anime podcasting world. Um, we yeah. are quickly becoming friends with them, which is super fun, and we are super excited about that because they are great. Um, and uh, we got to watch uh, 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 Shimonetta a boring world where the concept of dirty jokes doesn't exist. Um, it is ridiculous, um, full of masked people where their masks are panties. Um, and it's a ridiculous show that I would recommend that you watch. <laughs> yeah, I, I would too. Uh, and I think you should go listen to their episode to hear our full breakdown because uh, we get into it pretty deep. As, as to our, our thoughts on the first three episodes and, you know, uh, Sean and Remington are also very funny and interesting. And uh, I think we four work pretty well together. So I think the episode itself is, is really funny and also gives a pretty good overview of what's what we thought of it. Yeah. And the last thing that we're going to be going over today is our screen time. This is uh, Kaguya-sama, Love is War. Um, if you remember from an earlier episode of Get Jumped, I have already covered this. Um, yeah, so I did not I, remember that, so apologies. This is, <laughs> this, is my, this is my second watch of this. Uh, so I decided that it would be a little bit more fun to me because um, the first time I watched it, I first watched the first two episodes. So I decided to watch episode three and four this time um, so I could go a little bit more in depth and see if I was swayed from my original opinion, which was that okay. I wasn't a huge fan. And the biggest reason I wasn't a huge fan is just because it is um, it is slice of life with a caveat. Um, and that caveat is that um, that they they make a super over the top explanation of what is happening inside of their academy which is that um, it, it, it's all about status at the academy. So um, we're dealing with the president and the vice president of the student council, um, and they are in love with each other, but they don't want to admit their love for each other. So they get into these like weird battles to like stop each other from showing their love. Um, and it's, it's just it's it's about like not giving up power inside of your relationship in a the most ridiculous cartoony way. Um, I did not enjoy that when I first watched it. On a second watch, I um, still didn't think that it was something that is a hundred percent for me. However, after watching a lot of other slice of life that have um, less less intriguing characters and also. Uh, less of a fun through line that attaches them together with like weird games and like um, basically tasks that you have to cross off. This one, I think, rubs me a little bit better this time. And I think the reason why is because I think at the end of the day, if you took an, a slice of life anime and you put it in the world of like a um, uh, everybody is on an island and going to get voted off if you can't complete the physical challenges um, and you love both of those things, this is going to be exactly in the right ballpark for you. So if you're like a big fan of like survivor and also Grey's anatomy, <laughs> <laughs> 
you're going to be like, oh, this is great. Or like less Grey's Anatomy, more like that, that Archie show that's on the CW right now. Like it, it just, it feels so high school drama to me. I just, yeah, I, I don't enjoy high school drama as much. I don't think. Okay. Uh, I, I watched the first three episodes. I loved this. Yeah. I thought it was so good. I want to watch more. It is charming. <laughs> so this is, and, and I, I thought about this a lot because this is not the kind of thing I usually like, but there have been several of those uh, in the weekly jump episodes where I've covered something where the premise does not interest me. Uh, in fact, I, I some time ago heard uh, on one of uh, mother's basements, YouTube videos, he mentioned that this was a particularly good show in the romance genre. And the, it's a romantic comedy. And I don't usually like romantic comedy anime. So I was like, I, I'm glad to know that it's particularly good. You know, if I were to, need to watch a romantic comedy i would reach for one of those that i had heard good reviews on first but usually i don't think the comedy in animes is very good with some key exceptions and usually the romantic storylines in anime just frustrate me because of you know the cultural differences around romance and sex and gender dynamics that uh, i don't agree with and so um i thought this was hilarious because to me first of all they took the Uh, narrator from hunter x hunter the guy that tells you in too much detail what each character is thinking and how dramatic and overblown each situation is so he's back but this time it is for low stakes romantic tension and i thought that was great and um the characters so it's a, a main the main girl and the main guy they are really into each other and very jealous of the prospect that somebody else could be into each other but uh they are too prideful uh for various reasons to mention it to one another and so they treat it like a battle and this is where my soapbox disclaimer came from your relationship should not feel like a battle if it does that's not great um but it's hilarious here because it is it is treated with the same uh philosophy or the same approach as like the mind games in the best fights in Naruto. Like it feels like two characters that are trying to outsmart each other to come to a victory. And in fact, along with the narration uh, of the, you know, the omniscient narrator, it is presented as such at the end of these sequences, a, a winner is often declared, or, you know, if there is no winner, an explanation is given as to why, but they are banal, innocuous, dating situations and so to me the combination of something that should be relatively innocuous i mean i know people can get really up in their feelings and really tense and melodramatic when they have a crush on somebody but the way that these characters approach it is totally different and with the hyper melodramatic hyper serious outsmarting your opponent nature of the way that these characters approach things and bolstered by the the narrator like reinforcing that premise as like a serious contest between rivals it it just like pushes it into this comedy territory that then gets a cherry on top in the form of their bumbling third wheel who is a completely oblivious 
charming girl who just thinks that they're all friends and is unaware of the sexual tension between the other two. And I just think that it is a a really good comedy formula that in the first three episodes never failed to deliver for me. So I would say this is not the kind of thing that I would usually be interested in on a paper, and I was delighted by it. So uh, to me, I would encourage people who are interested in romantic comedies to check it out without delay. And people who are not, I would even say maybe give it a second and see if it tickles your fancy in a way that most things don't, because it did for me. Yeah, and I mean, if like I said, it is definitely charming, and there's definitely like uh, a lot of things that can be good about it. Um, It's just it's not a hundred percent for me, but it is definitely still very watchable. Um, You know, I I actually I've been when I daydream about various things. Sometimes I daydream about like if I were trying to make an anime, what would I make? And one of the concepts I, I've had toying around is high, basic, normal, everyday high school scenarios, but set to the intense melodrama of a shonen battle. And I thought that that would be a very funny combination. And this show is exactly that, and it is. So I was very pleased. Great. Well, with all that being said, stick with us after these credits, and we'll give you another important life lesson. Blake and Spencer Get Jumped is made by Forever Summer Productions and presented as part of the Geekly Grind podcast network. Sound editing is done by Rashad English. He's our level 13 sound wizard. 13? Did he jump even more levels? He gained a lot of experience by defeating the Dark Lord of Smooth Jazz. Do you mean Chuck Mangione from King of the Hill? Rashad is the King of the Hill now. Damn it, Bobby. Anyway, our podcast is ad-free, and if you want to keep it that way, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Follow us on Twitter at B&S Get Jumped. Like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Blake and Spencer Get Jumped. Or talk to us on Reddit at Reddit.com slash R slash Get Jumped. Also, we have a Discord server. You can find the links to that on all of our social media platforms. If you like the show, please like, subscribe, and leave a review. Reviews help other listeners find our show. New review episodes come out every Monday, and new rewatch episodes appear every Friday. And hey, thanks for listening. Hello, my name is Jeremy Snow, owner and editor-in-chief of The Geekly Grind. We interrupt your awesome, regularly scheduled programming to ensure you're aware of The Geekly Grind podcast network, of which this show is a treasured member of. If you haven't had a chance to check out our site, you can do so at thegeeklygrind.com, and while you're there, take a look at the other members of our steadily growing podcast family, including the anime-centric Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, discovering new heroes on Comic Book Keepers with Chris and Lance, exploring the vast universe of geekdom with Geeksploration, or appreciating animation's finer details with JD's Ink and Paint Club. Escape your weekly grind at the Geekly Grind. We'll see you next week, and until then... Maybe don't become a manga creator because it sounds just awful (laughs) yeah also how if you can barely make enough money to make ends meet as a manga creator how do you even do it as a duo i don't i just i'm like i what i just